We warn you that some of these subjects may cause harm. We don't condone any of the games that we mention. Your body and soul are very important to us. Are you ready to play? Ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, hell no! Happy Black History Month! Yeah, it's that time of year! Yes! We're back at it again! Woo! And so glad to be back at it. We needed a good holiday. Yes, we did. A ne I'm considering it a holiday. We, it is a holiday. Yes. In our hearts. Yes. And in everybody's hearts. A holla month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a holla month. But yes, we needed this, you know. Gotta take time out. Remember some history. Yeah. Go back. And of course, you're thinking, y'all don't even talk about what we learned in black history. You're right. We talk about the scary shit. Yep, 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 yep. But cultural scary shit. Yes. It just so happens that this is what black people went through. Yeah. This is also part of it. Gotta have supernatural for everybody. everybody. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ghosts don't eliminate anybody. No, it is not with race, color, whatever. We are all inclusive yes. in the paranormal world. They don't give a fuck. They'll haunt anybody. Oh, yes. Haunt, poltergeist your ass, possess you. <laughs> they don't give a fuck mm -hmm. who you is. If you look good, you get eaten. Fact. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Ah, oh, that's so sad. So, you know what? Let's not take too long. Let's go into it. Mm -hmm. Let's dive right in. Ooh. Robert Leroy Johnson. Ooh. Was born in Hazelhurst, Mississippi on May 8th, 1911. Mm -hmm. For those who are unfamiliar with the name Robert Johnson, he was an extraordinary blues musician, singer, and songwriter. Yeah. And it was believed by many that his talent was derived from supernatural means. Ooh, okay, I know where this is going. We're going to start with some background, okay? Okay, 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 okay? He was the youngest of 11 children born to Julia Dodds. You know, people back then was just having kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, they could afford it, that's why. Well, no, they didn't have TV. Oh! <laughs> she had the first 10 children with her husband, Charles Dodds. What the fuck? Who was chased out of town by a lynch mob Aww. and ended up in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Julia Dodds became destitute without her husband, took up with Noah Johnson, and later on gave birth to Robert Johnson. Okay, so she had 11 kids. Yes, he was the youngest of 11. Oh, Jesus Christ. About two years after his birth, Julia sent Robert to live with her husband in Memphis, who had changed his name to Charles Spencer. I'm guessing to evade. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, that's fine. Yeah, smart man. Yeah. However... Robert returned to his mother in 1919, six years later, in the Mississippi Delta area, where she lived with her new husband, Willie Dusty Willis, a sharecropper who was 24 years younger than her. Ooh, my goodness. Go ahead, Mom. Robert's relationship with his stepfather was said to be tense and abusive, as Robert didn't want to work in the fields. He wanted to play the blues instead, and sharecropping would, of course, damage his hands. Yeah. Robert saw what life was for a sharecropper and decided he wanted a life of complete freedom. Mm -hmm. Can't blame him. No, that's why I went to art school. It was at this time that he was playing both the guitar and the harmonica. 
By the way, people considered the blues to be devil's music. Oh, yep, Mm -hmm. yep, yep. Keep this in mind Mm -hmm. for later on. Yep. In those times, the best thing for a black musician was to travel to the city with his instrument and start performing wherever they could. Mm -hmm. On corners, in juke joints, just wherever someone could hear or see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So naturally, Robert chose this route and began traveling from place to place. However, when Robert was 17, he met 14-year-old Virginia Travis. They loved each other, lied about their ages, Robert pretending to be 21 and her 17, and got married in 1929. As her family was very pious, aka religious, mm-hmm. he promised to stop playing secular music, become a farmhand, and pledged that he would be a good husband. They lived on a plantation for a short while. When Virginia was eight and a half months pregnant, she went to her grandmother's house to give birth to the baby, and Robert started playing the guitar again while she was gone away. He began traveling to some of the places he went to before along the Mississippi River up Highway 1, and he figured he'd reach the grandmother's house in enough time to meet his new child. But he was late, and by the time he got there, he found that Virginia had died in childbirth in 1930. Both she and the baby had already been buried. They both died? Yes, they both died, unfortunately. Virginia's family rightfully assumed that he was off playing the blues. They blamed him for her death as he left to play quote-unquote the devil's music. Mm. After this tragic event, Robert dedicated his life to music. He wanted more than just to make some pocket money this time. He wanted fame and notoriety. Now, Sunhouse, an established blues musician, came to Robbinsville, Mississippi around this time and Robert idolized him. Robert would often watch Sunhouse and Willie Brown perform in juke joints. While they were resting between sets, Robert would begin playing the guitar for the people in the same juke joint. The audience demanded the musicians make Robert stop. At this time, he was a pretty good harmonica player, but he was a terrible guitar player. Mm. The musicians basically told him to get the hell out because he was making a bunch of noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, they did ask say, yo, what's up with that noise he making? He mm. trying to drive us crazy? What's wrong? Get him out. <laughs> Boo. It's like the Apollo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rude as hell. Mm-hmm. And then... For about a year, Robert disappears, and nobody knows for sure where he went. Some speculate that he returned to his hometown, Hazelhurst, in search of his father, but instead met a man named Ike Zimmerman, who became his mentor. Apparently, Ike Zimmerman, another musician, said the best place to learn how to play the blues is in a graveyard. One, no one will complain no matter how terrible you sound. Yeah, that's true. Two, it's said that if you want to learn to play the blues, sit on a gravestone at midnight and the spirits will come out and teach you how. Mm. Had to be at midnight. Yep. You know, we love midnight. Oh, yeah. Here. However, we do know something about this portion of Robert's life. In 1931, he married Coletta Callie Craft in 1931. That sounded like such a fifth grade sentence. <laughs> Like, I accidentally put it twice. Like, I just made it extra long. You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, gonna, we're just going to move on and pretend like that never happened. They moved to Clarksdale, Mississippi in 1932, where Coletta unfortunately died in childbirth. Again? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 
After that mysterious year or so passed, Robert reappears in either Robbinsville or Banks, Mississippi, it wasn't clear, where Sunhouse and Willie Brown are once again performing in another juke joint. They recognize him and once again, begin making fun of his lack of guitar skills before he's even on stage. Oh my God. But this time, Robert insists that they let him play for the audience and they do decide to give him a chance. All right. The first thing the two musicians noticed was that Robert played the guitar with seven strings instead of the standard six. Woo. That right. I would get thrown off by that too. Cause yeah, I, yeah. Mine has six. Yeah, you're you're a musician. Ugh. I just seven. St- okay, well, okay. I I honestly would have loved to been there to see it myself. How you getting all seven of these strings? Well, then again, remember a lot of guitarists like modify their guitars so much where they have the double barrel, the double handle ones where they have like I know practically like twelve strings and all that I know, shit. But, you know, this is nineteen thirties. That's true. That's different. Like and like they said, they had never seen anything like this before. So, mm-hmm. Robert begins to play, and the crowd is immediately swayed into his song. Son and Willie can't believe how good Robert got only after just one year or so. Mm-hmm. And Robert is now playing the guitar in a way that even his mentors can't play. And this is how the legend of Robert's relationship with Old Scratch was born. The very fact that he was a terrible guitar player and then became one of the best blues musicians they had ever heard in about a year scared people. Mm-hmm. They believe that Robert went to a crossroads and gave his guitar to the devil. The devil tuned his guitar and then made his wager. If Robert was to take the guitar back, his soul then belonged to the devil. For inexplicable talent and fame, Robert took the guitar and sold his soul to Old Scratch. This is what people believed and some still believe to this day. For someone to become so talented in such a short amount of time was only thought to be supernatural. Also, based on some of the lyrics Robert wrote, it just added fuel to the fire. Certain songs such as Me and the Devil Blues and Crossroad Blues gave people reason to believe that these were messages of Robert's experience at the crossroads. For those who believe the legend, the song Hellhound On My Trail could serve as a message that Robert will pay the price for selling his soul. Mm -hmm. When people began hearing that Robert learned to play in a graveyard, that was just another piece of information that made people believe that he made a deal with Satan. He deadass did not help himself out in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. 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 I heard you, so I was like, I mean... I mean, you kind of giving me reason here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something else interesting about his lyrics were the various hoodoo references. Now, hoodoo is an African-American magical spirituality composed mm-hmm. of religious African practices created by enslaved Africans in America. Mm-hmm. An important part of hoodoo are stories of people going to crossroads to encounter an entity who is offering insight and or knowledge for any information one would want. Mm-hmm just as Robert had supposedly done. Mm -hmm. So this was seen as a way of enslaved people gaining control through spirituality. The hoodoo references in Robert's songs speak to this somewhat as a form of empowerment. The implication was believed to be this. If you mess with me, something bad will happen to you. There is a power behind me. So, what do you think power might be, Scream? Mm, I mean, with our how many years of this podcast and everything that we've learned so far <laughs> about these kind of rituals, 
One could only assume old scratch. Old scratchy. Robert was quite private about his playing. If he saw anyone watching him play, he'd either stop playing or turn his back to whoever was watching. But there are some things we do know. When Robert played, he made it sound as if two guitars were playing at the same time. You could hear what sounded to be both melodies and bass coming from one guitar in his hands. Also, in these times, the piano sound from a guitar was never heard until Robert played it. What the hell? Meaning that one part of the guitar sounded as if it was talking to the other as it played. So he was making the music play off of each other, like a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, you can hear it now in music, but back then, that was just like, yo. Yeah, yeah, so the 30s? Hell yeah. Yeah, like, whoa, where did you get that from? Yeah. A bit later, Robert began recording music in the Mississippi Delta region. Also, at this time, he meets a young woman named Virgie Kane, and she became pregnant. He begins trying to persuade her to go away with him as he was now a traveling musician. As her family was very religious, just as his previous wife's family was, they did not allow her to go away with him because he played the blues, a.k.a. the devil's music. Yeah. It was twice that Robert would try to see his son, Claude. However, Claude's grandparents would not allow this to occur as they believed it would lead Claude into Robert's musical lifestyle. Claude could see Robert out the window as he stopped by the grandfather's house to give money for Claude. This is the third time that a possible family had been taken away from Robert, twice because he played the blues. Mm -hmm. This is when Robert becomes a heavy drinker and a womanizer. From 1932 to 1938, he was a traveling musician using different names and engaging in a number of relationships with different women. He displayed himself as someone who only cares about his music. Also, he wanted people to associate him with the devil mm. and accepted titles Man of Hell and Man of the Devil. Oh, there was a blues juke joint called The Forks just outside of Greenwood, Mississippi, where Robert's behavior finally caught up with him. Robert had slept with the wife of a Three Forks employee. He had also ordered a bottle of whiskey at the bar. However, someone tried to smack the bottle out of Robert's hand as the seal was broken. They tried to warn him about said seal, telling him he should never drink from a bottle that was already open. Mm -hmm. Robert was more upset about the whiskey being removed from his grass. Oh, yeah, totally. Picked it up and continued to drink whatever was left in the bottle. As it turns out, there was a lethal dose of strychnine in the alcohol. But no one is sure exactly who did it. The three suspects are the woman he slept with, her husband, or the owner. Mm -hmm. For the rest of the night, he couldn't play as he became weaker and weaker. What I understand, if you like have a lethal dose of strychnine, it takes about 15 minutes to kick in. Oof. If you swallow it. 15 to 60 minutes. So he was like, drank it and went right on stage. No. He did, he couldn't even go on stage. Oh. He drank it, I guess, waited, like, you know, for his next set. Couldn't even do it. Mm. So basically, and also he couldn't walk very well and was making howls of um, sounds like pain. And in, like they said, it resembled... A wolf or a hound. Of like, course it did, yeah. No, because how, how he was howling. You know, so you ever heard a person howl in pain? No. Yeah, it's bad. They can actually kind of sound like they're howling. Okay. He spent two to three days in pain until he finally succumbed to the poison. 
The police did investigate Robert's death, but no arrests were ever made. The people who believed in Robert's deal with the devil saw his death as the debt being paid to Old Scratch. Mm -hmm. It was 1938, and he was only 27 years old. So he was one of the first to join the 27 Club. I've heard of the 27 Club, yeah. Mm -hmm. For those who are unfamiliar with the 27 Club, it is a group of amazingly talented musicians that died at the age of 27 who were just hitting their peak of fame, basically. Yeah, because they made deals. Mm -hmm. That's what some people speculate, that they made deals or that they did something supernatural. I heard that RuPaul was supposed to be originally in the, the 27, but... Really? Yeah, he got out of it just in time. Mm. But there are some examples of people who were. Uh, Janis Joplin, uh, Jim Morrison, Amy Winehouse... Uh, Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, and Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah. They were all known to live recklessly and were thought to have, you know, completed a supernatural deal to become so gifted, but then to be suddenly taken away. Uh Now, the reason why this bio is so, is is kind of short is because there isn't much known about Robert Johnson's life. Uh So much so that the events in his life were put together by accounts from a number of different people who crossed his path, including his son, Claude, who died at the age of 83 in 2015. Oh, okay, so he lived a full life. Oh, yeah. There are only two confirmed photographs of Robert, no camera footage, and he only recorded 29 songs about one to two years prior to his death. In 1967, his death certificate was found and his parents' names were discovered. This was one of the first times anyone had encountered some solid facts about Robert Johnson. And later on, people were inspired by his music. People such as Muddy Waters, Elmore James, B.B. King, Bob Dylan, uh, Bonnie Raitt, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, and Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. Ooh. Yes, so... He was an inspiration to many, and there are many who still believe that he sold his soul. It's not like an uncommon idea for people to believe that. It's not at all. Matter of fact, wasn't it an episode of uh, Supernatural? Didn't they depict it? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch that show. I used to watch it. I know they depicted the Crossroads Demon, and you making a deal, and then they're giving you 10 years. To pay up with your soul. I'm trying to remember if they... Did they do a depiction of Robert Johnson? I have no idea. I could have sworn I saw it somewhere. But, yeah. That's one of the first um, times I... I remember the first time I heard about this guy. I was like, wow. But I heard him play. I was like, yo. <laughs> if homeboy you learned to do this in a year, I would have questions like, yo, how'd you do this too? Yeah. Especially you. You would understand more than anybody. I'm, I'm saying, like, yo. His skill was like unmatched at that time i was like damn a year to do that can i i don't want to sell my soul but can i learn that fast <laughs> i'm sure you can like if you practice like day and night true indeed but i need sleep yeah 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 <laughs> and about to say I, he did all this while traveling around yeah. like from town to town i'm like damn but hey i guess he travel light that's all he needed ah travel light i can't travel light i got too many toiletries oh facts but yo this man it will go down in guitar history, go down in music history, and I hope we never forget. Cause I want the, like this is one musician I want you know people to hear the music. Well, cause yeah. he's highly skilled, and also we got so many other great musicians that were inspired by him. Let's bring real music back. Yeah. <laughs> Please, we're losing some greats. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I love how you tied that to our podcast. Definitely a ritual. I'm sure we have the crossing roads ritual somewhere in our bag that one day will come out and resurface. Yeah, I think it's a little different than this. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's in there. Yeah. So watch out for that. Um, happy Black History Month again. Yes. Don't just stop at this. Learn more. Learn you know, so much more. I don't know a lot. I'm, I'm kind of dumb. Oh, girl, you're doing an amazing job. Yes. We are learning here as we go. Yes, we are learning as we go. Learn as someone has already gone. Yes. You know, they were more advanced. Learn as they've gone. We're <laughs> learning as we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And you can, you know, listen to the next episode on the next Wednesday whenever it comes out. Yeah. Get a happy Black History Month. Keep it alive. Keep the knowledge alive. Mm-hmm. We love you, everybody that listens to us. Yes, and I'm glad I have another year to figure out what I'm doing next year. <laughs> I'm clueless at the you moment. You have a year. If you're not playing with seven strings, girl, then I don't know what to tell you. I figured out two weeks before the next one. <laughs> Good night, darkling. Good night, everyone. <laughs>